lines of what the public benefit corporate standard is. Uh, and we can go into those specifics. The second is to intervene in the training and the market for trustee services. Trustees are, uh, they operate usually within trust companies or banks. They operate usually according to uh, the, the constraints of their insurance provider. Since there's so much liability, their insurance is rather expensive. And I think that there could be some intervention at the point of their insurance or at the point of um, you know, their training to educate and train and give them greater comfort that there's a, that there's a little bit more flexibility than they might undertake in practice. Can I add to that? Go ahead, please go ahead. Yeah, so a couple, so I think that one of the pieces of the unsustainability of ESOPs isn't just the fiduciary decision-making, although that is a big one, but also, I mean, creating continuous liquidity for owners at market rates year over year, because it, it, ESOPs have the obligation um, to, they have, workers have a, our participants in the plan have a, um, put option for the company. So when they leave or retire, they can get their money out. That means unlike with other types of investors where you have like a normal horizon and then you have a liquidity of one large liquidity event, these companies have to create continuous liquidity for their shares um, and, and, and pay people out year over year. Um, and if there's a, a retirement chunk, if, if they know an, a number of their managers are reaching a certain age and they're going to retire in a chunk, that those are the kinds of events that require um, a sale to create the liquidity needed to, to pay these owners out. Um, I think that in, in terms of the types of long-term structures, I mean, of course, I think worker cooperatives, if we could, um, you know, unlock capital sources that are aligned would grow and make sense. And also, you know, look to the UK structures for non-market-based employee ownership trusts, um, where the shares are held in trust indefinitely. Workers receive dividends, but not the underlying share value. And that makes the company more long-term sustainable. And I hear um, some of my mentors and previous employers in my in their in my head saying like, oh, well, they're, they're not getting the benefit of ownership then the way an entrepreneur gets. And I think that very dynamic though, um, like Corey Rosen was like, this is the benefit of ownership is you get that multiple, these workers get that multiple, they get the, they get the market value of the company and that's what the benefit is. But that same benefit is what makes these structures unsustainable. So I think that alternative structures that are both, um, you know, a little bit more scalable than the way that worker cooperatives have operated in the U.S. today. We, we can, we, I think we can find solutions to scale those up too, but having additional structures like the UK um, EOT that's tax, that would be tax advantaged um, would, be, would be a great solution as well. Both of you have uh, offered a lot of uh, great detail, some of it a little complex. Sorry, we're lawyers. I want to ask each of you uh, in 30 seconds, yeah. So I'm going to ask each of you to take 20 seconds and imagine this scenario. A presidential candidate is standing in front of you with a bottle of New Belgium beer. What would you tell that presidential candidate to do? Start with Jason. Drink it. It's no less, no less tasty than it was uh, back in September. 
Uh, it stands for something that, that is important and deserves greater public awareness. Camille? A presidential candidate with a bottle of new Belgian beer. I think I would talk to the president about something else. <laughs> so the policy recommendation is, is I would, I would love it if we 